Yay. So are you pumped up? I'm pumped up. You were texting me some very aggressive messages. <laughs> did you listen to the music I sent you? To I get did. Pumped up? Pump up the jam. Did you listen to the other one I sent you? What was the other one? The Mortal Kombat theme song. Then no. Hold on. Let me listen to the Mortal Kombat theme real quick. Video unavailable. This co- video contains content from UMG who is blocked from display on this website or application. What? It won't let Discord play it, but you can still watch it on YouTube? What? Yeah. Okay. This is a good song. Gets you pumped up, doesn't it? It's very aggressive. For- posted 14 years ago. Oh, the, the title is Techno Syndrome, and it was used in the 1995 Mortal Kombat film. Well, yeah, I do feel pretty pumped up. That's a good song. That's a That's a very aggressive but good song good because one of us needs to be pumped up because i have zero energy today and this oh. is all a plot to get your energy up mm. so that uh see i thought i wouldn't have to carry as much well i thought you were feeling pumped up and so <laughs> then i would have <laughs> oh it's like the gift of the magi except with uh varying energy levels it is it is okay don't meow outside the i just let you out if you come back in you need to fucking chill i'm gonna i'm gonna explode you with lasers stevie is rolling back in his chair right now to slowly let the cat back in because this is apparently what podcasting is it's just a series of letting the cats in and out of the room yeah yeah basically Okay, good. Jasper's under the bed, meatballs on the window. Those are their most secure and motionless spots. Usually once they're settled there, you're good. Don't do that! Oh my fucking god, he does- Stop. Stop. He does not normally put his paws on the window, and he's fucking embarrassing me on podcast. He was in here for an hour before we started recording. Silent and motionless. You're humiliating me. I'm sorry that your cat is, is, is such a problem child. God! Okay, well now I'm pumped because I'm mad. <laughs> it's Gender Swap. Welcome to Gender Swap, a podcast by two transgender siblings. Uh, one of whom did their best to get the other one pumped up, and in the end it worked out because now all the adrenaline is flowing. Mm-hmm. The other one... Is actually also vicariously a little bit pumped up here, too. So really, the plan did work. So everybody here is pretty pumped. Good. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Micah. My pronouns are they, them. My name is Stevie. I use he, they pronouns. Micah, I have a daily question for you. Oh, but we already had the opening segment. We didn't do the... It's a conversation starter. Just go with it. Okay, sure. Micah, who do you think would win in a fight? Finger or hedge trimmer? That's not a conversation starter. That's a trip to the ER. Says you. Says I? Yes, says I. Um. I think the hedge trimmer would win. Also, your cat is, uh. Pushing all of the mail off of my TV stand. That is a conversation starter. Your cat is looking at you. Jasper, Jasper is like harassing Meatball from the chair and Meatball is getting excited on the windowsill so Meatball's fucking shit up while Jasper pretends like he didn't do anything even though it's Meatball's or even though it's Jasper's fault that Meatball is all excited now. Anyway, um, yeah, well, I, I, I would call it a draw between me and the hedge trimmer, ultimately. So I used it for the first time yesterday. 
Stevie? Um, so... Okay, so I didn't chop my finger off, which is crazy. Crazy. All things considered. Crazy. Um, I'm going to try and tell you what happened in the least uh, gross way possible. Okay. Um, all right. Okay, so you know how a hedge trimmer works is that it's got two rods that are rubbing back and forth against each other, and they've got little blades that are less like blades. They're kind of blunt to be blades, um, sticking out from either side, so they kind of saw the hedges. Yeah, no, I know know what a hedge trimmer is and how it works. Well, I'm also saying this for the listeners who, like me, before yesterday, had never used or seen a hedge trimmer up close. Um, okay, so, <laughs> um, long story short, I, I goofed up real bad because I had been, I had previously been using the weed whacker and I think that my instinct was wrong as far as where the hand should go next. Anyway, my left hand released the trigger and got a little too close to the blade part. Um, but, 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 don't worry, don't worry, because I'd released the trigger, it was stopping, which was good, but it did mean that my finger was, um, just, uh, stuck in it. It was just, the skin was, um, stuck in between the rods. Um, and so I had to, I'm going to send you, hey, I'm okay, it doesn't hurt that bad right now. I'm okay. First of all, let's get this out of the way. I didn't have to make a trip to the ER, which is crazy because statistically, that should have gone way worse than it did. Um, I'm going to send you a screenshot of my Google search that I made one-handed on on my front sidewalk. It was a Google search that says, how to fit your finger out of the hedge trimmer. Showing results for how to get your finger out of the hedge trimmer. Blogger, when a finger meets the hedge trimmer, the finger loses. <laughs> the first result was somebody saying, if your finger's in the hedge trimmer, die, bitch. Oh, my God. And so I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Um, and so, uh, okay, basically, there wasn't any way to pull the skin of my finger free um, without causing more problems. So I cannot describe to you, the. F- I felt like I was in a saw trap because I realized I would have to turn the hedge trimmer back on to release my finger because I needed the rods to move past each other. So that's what I did. And I didn't fuck it up because I was already trying, I was already pulling my finger away. So the second I, I, I just clicked the trigger once the finger moved away immediately. It's, oh, it's not great, but like, it's not like as bad as you would expect it to be weirdly enough. Um, so I actually, it's not like bleeding anymore. It stopped bleeding. Mm, it t- mm, mm. I'm not going to tell you how long it took to stop bleeding, but it had a bandaid on it the whole time. You really should see a doctor. I don't want to show it to you, but I honest to God don't think it's as bad as that. <laughs> okay, I'll trust your judgment because I don't want to see it. Yeah, I don't want to show you because you're not going to like it very for much. For the listener, I've been quiet this entire time because my <laughs> I've been in a full body clench. Micah's like visibly like getting smaller and clenching more and more. Um, anyway, I just... Uh, I patched up my wound, I put alcohol on it and everything, and it was fine. And with the gauze padding, it doesn't hurt so bad today. Like, when I bump it, yeah, obviously. But, like, it's fine. Anyway, um, after that, I went out and finished the yard. With the hedge trimmer. And with the weed whacker. Um, anyway, at the very end, I did get... (laughs) I got... I... I turned the wrong way and I got the extension cord that I was using to power the hedge trimmer caught 
in the hedge trimmer, which tripped a breaker and knocked out the Wi-Fi while Shiloh was working, and it destroyed the extension cord. And because now I don't have the extension cord, I need to power the hedge trimmer. The extension cord is still stuck between the rods of the hedge trimmer, much like my finger was an hour prior. And so the hedge trimmer and the extension cord are just sitting on the living room floor. Um, so I feel that overall... I came out victorious because I still have a finger. It could be considered a draw because I also don't have an extension cord to power the hedge trimmer anymore. So that's what I did yesterday. Oh yeah, and then I um, took a shower and got like wizard high and took a nap and felt better. <laughs> like you do. Um, I plugged in a Roku yesterday. How? That's cool. Is it, f- it to replace the living room TV? Yeah, for the living room TV, yeah. That's exciting. Is it all set up? Yeah, it's all set up. Do you know what I didn't do? Get your finger stuck in a hedge trimmer. Yeah, I didn't almost lose a finger. I really felt like I was in a saw trap. Hey, every so often, like every couple hours. No, I get that. I I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Can we move on from the conversation? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I won't make you queasy anymore. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I'd like to move on. That was a painful five minutes. I'd like to move on (laughs) to uh, one of our segments. Here's the thing, though. I realized in the course of trying to get you pumped up, Mm -hmm. I was really trying to get you pumped up for a certain segment. Okay. But then I realized it's stupid to have that segment on this episode because (laughs) this is a Patreon episode. It's not going to be out to the public. So there's no real reason to do it could any be, blatant search engine optimization. Well, it could be like one of the bonus Patreon because I think like the, around this time last year we did like a freebie and a Patreon episode. Like we released the Patreon episode to the public after the fact, so that people could also hear it and it would also function as an ad for a Patreon. So I say we give it to the Patreon people first, and then like a few days later release it as a bonus. I think that would make sense. I don't think doing that once a year is an awful idea. We've only done that like once before, I think. We have only done it once before, yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I'm going to take an extra hit from my vape because I stressed you out, sorry. No, yeah, we can do that. So anyway, I'm starting off extremely strong. Okay. Because I got you so pumped up. Yeah. Because I need you to reach a level of frenzy. Oh, okay. I need you to get stupid fucking excited. What is this leading to? This is going to be the blatant search engine optimization segment. Yeah, the segment rules. Welcome to the Blatant Search Engine Optimization Segment. Once again, this is the Blatant Search Engine Optimization Segment. I don't even remember how it goes because I've only done it once. I'll play it for you later. Okay. But originally, I thought about doing this as a generational gap. Okay. But then I realized there's a fucking movie coming out about it. Oh? Stevie, are you familiar with Beanie Babies? There's a Beanie Babies movie coming out? Yes. Will y'all stop? Not every franchise needs a movie. Did you know that since the success of the Barbie movie, Mattel is trying to make a fucking Mattel cinematic universe? Shut the fuck up. Grow up. I think it Hungry Hippos was included in the movie. What the fuck are- or, or, or in the announcement or in the universe. What are you talking about? Stop it. Stop. Stop it. Don't make Margot Robbie come back. To another cinematic universe. 
Let her fucking be Barbie and chill. Jesus. Anyway, so is the Beanie Babies movie like with a plot or like a documentary? It's like a documentary. Oh, Lord. About Beanie Babies. So uh, it's suffice just to say you are at least familiar with what Beanie Babies are. Yeah, um, I remember learning from a very young age, weirdly, I think this is a fun fact that our mother told me, that Beanie Babies, ba- Jesus, Beanie Babies were, like, abs- like aggressively common because people thought there would be a boom and that they would be, like, really, really valuable later and people bought them up, but now there's so fucking many that they're not valuable. I don't know if that's true or not, but I remember mom said that one They were time. a thing that would never hold value. Oh. But people, for some weird reason got it into their heads that one day these little plushy stuffed animals if you kept the tags on them would be worth a lot of money i wonder that's crazy i remember i always saw beanie babies always had the tags on the little heart tag with tie on it and it made it harder to snuggle them let me look on let me let me look at the highest price beanie babies on ebay real quick because i'm i don't doubt that people are still trying to sell them for a large large amount there is an iconic picture on the internet of a couple that's getting a divorce on the floor of the courtroom <gasps> oh my God, divvying up their beanie babies. Oh my God. I have seen that. And there's so many fucking beanie babies. <laughs> so many. Um, yeah. So this is because they thought that they were basically investments that would turn a profit later. Yes. Okay, all of is the Is that highest- not the most boomer... Is that not the most boomer thing ever? Oh, it's so is. You buy so a toy, it's commodified that one day they'll get a return on money for. That is such a boomer behavior. You're right. Um, I'm noticing a pattern in which all of the highest priced Beanie Babies are the Princess Diana Beanie Babies. I did not know they made that. I didn't know they made that either. It's That's, purple uh, with a little white flower. Not. Are you shitting my dick? The highest is... $900,000 or best offer. Free shipping. But guess how many people are watching it? How many? 1,920. Whereas a cheaper version of the same doll, like the exact same doll, mint condition, $2,850. Still insane. Only 42 watchers. I think that people think that because it's priced at $900,000 and it must be special. No, they're grifting you. Claude the Crab is selling for $28,000. Shiloh has Claude the Crab sitting on their desk right now. Most of the Claude the Crab sell for like $20 max. But Stevie, it's a good investment. That's why there are people only watching it and not buying it on eBay. Yeah. I don't know how the bubble started. Mm-hmm. Like, Hopefully that's something the documentary will tell us. Well... I don't think the documentary will tell us because it's also it's a it's a movie with actors. So it's Oh, like, so it's more of like a biopic but about a brand. That's so lame. Yes, it's got actually a Everyone wants to be the social Zach, network now. Do what? Everyone wants to be the fucking social network. They got a Zach Galifianakis playing Ty Warner, the guy who founded uh That's um, his name? Yeah, that's his name. That's why the tags have a tie. That makes sense. A little, a little heart. Basically, uh, I'm reading from an article on today.com. Okay. The iconic pellet stuffed toys were designed by the toy manufacturer who would go on to become a billionaire (sighs) after the coveted collectibles started a craze in the 90s. I feel like that could be a rumor started by the business itself. Like the bubble could be caused by the business itself as like a scheme. See, that's always been my theory. 
I think that would make sense because that would be really a a marketing professional's dream. It's like how the Grimace shake went viral on TikTok. McDonald's didn't give a fuck that you guys were pretending to be slaughtered by Grimace. You bought the shake and that's what matters. Don't be, hey, guys, gender swap PSA. Don't do a brand's advertising for them. Don't shill. Get it together. Unless it's worker owned. That being said, uh, you all should support uh, Dropout TV because they're worker owned and it's a streaming service with all of College Humor stuff on it. But do that after the episode. I covered our ass. They have to do it after the episode now. Why did you just do an ad for something we have no part of? Because I want them to like us. Okay. Only I'm... shill for brands that deserve it, that are worker-owned also. Those are the guidelines. <laughs> you don't see me shilling for and memes if TV. You, you should. And also, if you want them to like you, that's also a good reason. Is there anybody you'd like to shill for right now, Micah? This is a, this is a, a, a shill safe space as long as you meet our guidelines that are posted on the door. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Why not? Uh, check out Means TV. It's also worker-owned. It's got a lot of great shows on there, and they also do the news that from rules, a leftist perspective. I'm intrigued. This is an app? Yeah, it's an app. It's like five bucks a month. Oh, that's great. I think you'd recommended that to me previously, and I forgot about it, so I'm glad that you're bringing it back up. Yeah, they also have a lot of cool documentaries on there as well. I love a good documentary. Oh, yeah, Beanie Babies. So, Beanie Babies. Getting back to Beanie Babies, now that we're done shilling for things that we have absolutely no <laughs> part of... In a, in a, a vain attempt to try to get them to like us, which, in the end, again, this is a Patreon episode, so if we didn't release it to the public... Okay, at least then the patrons be- have sort of a, a general guideline of who I would show for. So then if they see me show in the future, they know, okay, well, they deserve it, and Stevie wants them to like him really bad. Uh, you know, Stevie, you're an open book to our listeners, I think. Oh, I, that is what I strive to be at all times. Uh, so anyway, Ty Warner, the guy who made the Beanie Babies, his life story, more specifically his claim to fame after creating the Beanie Babies, was recently captured in a fictionalized dramedy, The Beanie Bubble, released <sighs> on Apple TV on July 21st. Zach Galifianakis portrays Warner in the film. Who gives a fuck? Do we have any stats on how well those movies performed so far in the, what, two, three weeks since it came out? About three weeks. I don't know. Because it was released on a streaming service, so their stats don't work quite the same. In order to keep people from being able to request residuals, they just keep the viewing stats private. Yeah. So there's no way to know if this is actually successful. Yeah, no, you really cannot find ratings. Well, Rotten Tomato... <laughs> um, okay. In Rotten Tomatoes, audience score, 63%. Tomato meter... 48%. The so enjoyment the enjoyment is lessened by its shallow treatment of the real life story. Yeah, that's pretty much all of these biopics, you know? Yeah. Fun but understuffed. Fucking reviewers. It was a crazy time. The internet was new. The boomers were taking over, but we turned Beanie Babies into little plush lotto tickets. Mm. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks' character, Robbie, who plays Warner's business partner and once girlfriend, says in the film... At the peak of the bubble, more than half the country owned one. Ty, what Ty was the one with his name on the tag. It's a lotto ticket without any jackpot. You can buy all the lotto tickets you want, but if they're never going to spin the wheel, spin the ball and get the other little other balls to come out, it doesn't matter. The only way these things will become valuable is if they're is rare. If a, they're rare. God. Or B, 
I don't. I I don't know. There is no I B. Think, only, I only think just if they're rare. If they're rare. How and there would still have to be a market for them though. So this means yeah. that all the owners of Beanie Babies will have to go and fight each other to the death <laughs> to control the supply of Beanie Babies and therefore control the price. Which is what the De Beers Corporation did with diamonds. Diamonds oh. aren't that rare, but they're so expensive because basically oh. one syndicate owns all of them. That feels like that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, but it is. Syndicate makes it sound like a crime thing, which, in a metaphorical sense, meh. Ever heard of blood diamonds? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of is a crime thing. Like, a, it's a crime against humanity. I thought you were going to say they also did murder about it. They might have. If they're good at what they do, they we never would have heard about it. They do about it. Mmm. Awesome. Confirmed? That's crazy. That's yeah. that's crazy. Gender swap tip of the day. Another don't, one. Don't buy diamonds. Don't buy diamonds. Don't buy diamonds. Don't invest in diamonds. Do not bother. Other rocks are prettier. Oh, other rocks are so much prettier. Diamonds are so boring. If you are going to get a diamond, get a synthetic diamond because they have even less flaws than the, the normal diamonds. Which rules. But they're considered not as pricey because uh, human ew, it's labor. Synthetic. Yeah, I guess if it if it's not mined by humans coming out of the fucking ground in dangerous conditions, it doesn't even count. Yeah, it's made by a guy in a lab coat. That rules. Maybe I just have different opinions on lab coats than the average American. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, getting back to Beanie Babies. We're talking about bad investments all over the place today. We really are. Uh, do not take our uh, any kind of investment advice. We are not ad- investment advisors. No, we're uh, not. We are just two transgender people talking shit on the internet. Two randos talking on a computer. Please don't take money advice from me. <laughs> Yeah, it is yeah. imperative that you do not do so. Yeah, don't take money advice from me either. <laughs> Unless you do listen to me and don't invest in Beanie Babies, because that's all obviously a scam. We all know it. Yeah. I think we should be able to tell people how to withhold their money, but not how to spend it. Because if anything, we're just telling them to save more. Yeah, at that point, it's like a public good. Yeah, so don't invest in Beanie Babies. Or NFTs. Jesus. <laughs> Which are like the modern Beanie Babies. Oh, God, you're so right. Except you're worth so even right. less because they're not even, they can't even take physical form. There wasn't even labor that went into constructing them, really. Yeah, generally, no. Usually just automatically generated based off of a template, and then what? You know? Yeah. Beanie Babies have more value than NFTs. So anyway, Ty Warner mm-hmm. was born in Chicago, Illinois in uh, 1944. He was a self-made billionaire is a dropout of Kalamazoo College. That's made up. Nope, it's a real college. It's a private liberal arts school in Kalamazoo, Michigan. That's bullshit. That's insane. Kalamazoo. You ever heard of Kalamazoo before? I thought it was like a made up word. Because it sounds Well, all words are made up. You're getting so fucking pedantic with me right now. I thought it was like abracadabra type shit. (laughs) Abracadabra is also a real word. It has God. like an actual mystical. It has like actual mystical meaning to it. Does it really? Yes. Oh, I thought we just made it up. Again, all words. Okay, well, I thought Kalamazoo was a big joke. But to be fair, for a while I thought Transylvania was just like a fictional place, which it's not at all. It is not. So anyway, among his previous jobs, including being a bellman, a car valet, and a fruit market vendor, Warner became a salesman. 
Okay. First selling encyclopedias before getting into the stuffed animal retail space at Toymaker uh, Dakin, the outlet reports. Okay. So Warner founded Tie Incorporated in 1986, where he began making and selling life-sized understuffed plush cats in an array of an array of colors. Life-sized. By 1993, he debuted the small-sized pellet-filled creations now known as Beanie Babies at the World Toy Fair in New York City. What was supposed to be the appeal of them being understuffed? I didn't like snuggling on them because they weren't stuffed enough. Honestly, it's definitely just cheaper. It's cheaper, yeah. That's crazy that they managed to make that a fad even though they're less snuggly and good to play with. You can make them dance easier, but that's the only plus. While the Beanie Bubble notes that this, some of the storyline is fictionalized in the movie, this history is shown at the beginning of the film. There are parts of the truth that you can't just make up. The rest we did, the movie states. Hmm. So the movie's not even... Okay. (laughs) It's not a documentary. It's barely a biopic. (sighs) Who did they make this movie for? I... I feel that it's not an interesting enough story to capture anybody who's not already a Beanie Baby fan. But I feel that a Beanie Baby fan would also want the real story. Yeah. (laughs) They're trying too hard to blend two crowds. Like, pick pick one and stick with it. I don't know. I wonder if the idea for this movie came from an algorithm. Hmm. I mean, with how reused it feels like all plots and ideas are lately. Eh. You know. So I guess even if we did release this to the public, it might not be much of a e- uh, search engine optimization segment. People aren't interested I don't in even Beanie Babies. Who's searching up? for it? And will the people searching for it listen to our podcast? Yeah. Mm, mm. My, uh, to be fair, uh, this is what happened last time we tried to do search engine optimization. It was that you wanted it to be about string theory, and then I didn't. I only rusted it a little. String but, theory? Yeah. Hybrid theory. Oh, well. I was watching. You don't it. even remember the name of the album. I was watching a video about string theory to fall asleep to two nights ago. I'll blame it on that. Ugh. You're killing me, Stevie. Sorry. So, anyway, this this complete train wreck. <laughs> where we realize that it won't even really work because the only people that are going to go out and look up for Beanie Baby stuff are boomers who probably don't want to hear from a couple of very leftist podcasters. No. A couple of very left gay podcasters. Unless they're cool boomers. I was gonna say it's an oxymoron, but I don't want to. I don't want to scare off the ones that are left. Maybe there are cool boomers, but it's a very thin sliver to be a cool boomer. The ones that were hippies but stayed hippies. Well, hippies weren't that great. What? Oh God damn it! The propaganda got me. Yeah, the propaganda got you. God damn it! Well, fuck the hippies also then. Oh, Ty Warner was charged with tax evasion apparently. Yeah, duh. He's a billionaire. <laughs> Come on. Self-made billionaire. No, you did some illegal shit. He was convicted of tax evasion and paid a $53 million fine. He was also sentenced to two years probation (laughs) for failing to report more than $24.4 million in income and evading almost $5.6 million in federal taxes from the money he hid. Wow. Per the U.S. Attorney's Office, Northern District of Illinois. He did not serve any jail time. No jail time whatsoever. For five million in taxes. Ah, God. Who was it who also did that? Betty White? No, not Betty White. 
No, not Betty White. You're thinking of Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. Sorry, Betty. She did not deserve that. Yeah, Martha Stewart. Hey, did Martha Stewart go to proper jail? Yeah. Martha Stewart went to proper jail. Put Ty Warner in jail. But Martha Stewart, I think, is only a millionaire. Ugh. Sorry, forgot she wasn't in the the upper echelon. (laughs) As of August 2023, Warner's net worth is $5.8 billion. I'm not going to say something that will get me put on a watch list. But, like, there's a story of troops in Iraq Uh liberating shit from Saddam Hussein's palace, and they found a cargo container full of Beanie Babies. What? For real? For real. What? What? I don't know why people thought these things are going to be, like, like worth anything. This was The like only reason they're wide. worth That's anything wild. is because people believe that they're worth something. That's the only reason they have worth. That's how everything works. I wonder if there are Beanie Baby truthers who believe that, like, we just haven't waited long enough for the boom. Oh, probably. Oh. It's like, hold, hold, don't sell yet. Like, don't sell your stocks or whatever the fuck. Hmm. Well, I mean, there's probably a few different people with garages full of beanie babies who are starting to feel a little despondent so um hang in there champ (laughs) that's the best we can offer hang in there champ (laughs) uh so we're gonna move on from talking about beanie babies in a failed segment Mm Mhm. i'm still pumped if it helps that's good because that's the segment i want to get pumped for because i wanted to have that same energy as like oh my god these are going to be worth so much money but we're not I mean, we are dumb, but we're dumb in different ways. Yeah, but we're not, like, stupid, you know. <laughs> so, from there, I want to move on to uh, another segment mm-hmm. that is going to be uh, controversial. Okay, I feel that the premise of our whole podcast could be considered controversial, so I'm excited. Are you saying it'll be controversial between us and we'll have a fist fight about it? Maybe. Okay. This is a Mischievous Boys. Okay, are we arguing about the mischievous nature of the boy in question? This one's going to be complicated, because I want to talk about Frank Serpico. I don't know who that is. He was an NYPD whistleblower who who uncovered corruption and was shot in the face for it. I see why this is now complicated, because he was a fucking cop. And cops fucking suck. And to get into that business, I don't fucking trust you. He did blow the whistle. And he did literally kill him for it. Which I guess means didn't he wasn't kill being... Him. Didn't what? kill him. What? He just got he got shot in the face and he lived. How the fuck do you live? It was a small caliber bullet. And it, it missed a lot of stuff. That's crazy. That is wild. They made a movie about him. Uh, of course they did. In the 70s. Uh, really? Yeah. It was starring Al Pacino. No fucking as, way. As Frank Serpico. No fucking way. What? Yes. What? Okay. Here's the kicker. They made the movie like, okay, all this stuff happened. Frank Serpico put out a book because he couldn't, you know, didn't really want to be a cop anymore or whatever. Yeah. Or no, he continued to be a cop. But anyway, he put out a book Ugh. about all this stuff because he'd blown the whistle on it. The next year, it was made into a movie. And the following year, it was released. So, like, 
That's fast. Super fast turnaround on the movie being made. Yeah. In the 1970s, uh, in Brooklyn, you have an idealistic cop, Frank Serpico, who blew the whistle on bribery and crime within the force, and it almost cost him his life. Eesh. Basically, he became a cop, and then all the other cops were openly just bought off by the mob. Wow. And they were, like, handing, trying to give him fistfuls of money to, like, take the bribes and just look the other way on shit. That's wild. So he reports it to his higher-ups. We oh. tell him, there's nothing we can do about it, blah, 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 blah. Just Because the higher-ups are probably also... Mm, come on. So he ends up going all the way up through all the whole chain of command, all the way up to the chief, and nobody does anything. He was just trying to find somebody who cared. That's wild. So then he goes to the mayor's office, outside of the chain of command, okay. which is a big no-no with cops. Yeah. And the mayor's office doesn't do anything. <gasps> Because the mayor's office tells them, well, we're expecting a long, hot summer full of riots, and we need to be on the cops' good side so they can uh, take care of the rioters. Jesus Christ. Wow. Kind of, uh... Literally, like, we want, the bad, we want to have the bad guys on our side. Wow. It kind of feels like today a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, that feels, um... Not a lot changes. <laughs> not, not a lot seems to change very much, huh? No, and this is from the uh, 1970s. Wow, god damn. The early 1970s, yeah. No amount of funding can fix that shit. Uh, I guess what we're getting at here, folks, is abolish the police. Mm-hmm. Just scoop out the whole thing. So, Frank Serpico goes to the uh, goes to the New York Times. Okay. They do an article on it. Okay. Oh, Lord. Then there's an investigation. Yeah. But it's a limited hangout where they only hang out a few of the lower end cops not any of the high end cops that of course were taking the bribes and stuff and it was basically just kind of to get the public off their back a few bad apples quote unquote yeah so literally nothing changes Jesus man nothing was done about it in the 80s <sighs> nothing's been done about it in the 90s yeah nothing's been done about it in the 2000s or the 2010s or the 2010s or the so 2020s. I think there's probably a good chance that the cops are still bought off yeah, that's a, yeah. Yeah, I mean, re yeah, really nothing happened as a, co as a consequence. So that's why I don't want to go to New York City. I feel like there are a lot of reasons to not want to go to New York City, it being so loud and so hot, not least among them. But also, cops pretty bad. Cops pretty bad. <sighs> there, but also everywhere. Yeah. Semi-mischievous boy. He can stand on mischievous boy. He can stand on the lawn of the Hall of Fame. Okay, I was wondering because uh, semi mischievous boy. Yeah, that's basically everything that happened. Okay. Like so I could like, have gone into details about how he worked his way up through the force and specific details about no one listening to him. But honestly, at the end of the day, he's a cop. This, I don't want this to read as copaganda in the slightest. Whistleblowing yeah. is a good thing to do. Sorry, I still don't trust your politics on really anything else. You know, I, I, I yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, other cops still hate Serpico, who is still alive. Yeah, cops really do tend to hate when they, quote-unquote, rat out other cops. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Frank Serpico, who uh, I guess this is all we're going to devote to for, um... Guess hang on the boys. boys. Yeah, guess hang, hang on, on the one. There we go. So we're going to move from that uh -huh. 
into hold on hold on hold on oh. i may have a segue oh okay okay hit me okay so frank serpico is hated by the other cops because he didn't abide by their rules okay <laughs> they had standards and etiquette like don't rat each other out ah oh, i see what this is going yeah so we're going to move from those those standards and etiquette mm-hmm. into southern etiquette in mm. our segment, Do's and Don'ts. Southern so this, etiquette specifically. This is 30 unspoken rules of etiquette that every Southerner follows. I am intrigued to see how well we know these. How to be polite at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. You never chew with your mouth open or talk with your mouth full. Do not smack. I'm a chronic talk with my mouth full, but I cover my mouth. And I only do that with it's like with people I'm close to. But I know that's very bad manners. I can acknowledge that. Although I feel like our family just I feel like our parents do that. I don't know. Anyway. Take your hat off or cap off in the house, especially when eating or when a lady is present. I've never heard that before in my life. About taking the that's hat a, that's off. That's an old old uh Yeah. That rule. sounds like an old old rule, yeah. That I don't think anybody really, uh... A cap is an accessory now. Yeah. Yeah. Elbows off the table. I have heard that. Who gives a fuck? Agreed. Like, who gives a fuck? You know why a lot of rules of etiquette exist? Why? To enhance class divisions so that the upper classes, the bourgeoisie, could... Able to visually identify? Visually identify who does not belong. Bitch! That is crazy, and that makes so much sense. There are, like, specific secret rules that you're supposed to follow, and it's, like, visibly identifiable if you don't have the code. That's wild, and that makes a lot of sense. Don't sing or whistle at the table. Who gives a fuck? So many of these are going to be that. Don't talk about unpleasantries at the table. That's silly because hot goss is so fun. Yeah, I was going to say, I talk about unpleasantries at the table. If you're talking about your day and you had a bad day, or you exist under the trials of late-stage capitalism, what else is there to talk about about your day? What else are you supposed to do? Hey, I had a great day working in the salt mines. It was wonderful. Only five guys collapsed from exhaustion. Like, you're just supposed to, like, sit and talk about, what, the sun shining? I don't know. I don't... Maybe I'm an ungrateful soul, and that's my problem. (laughs) No cell phones at the table, in church, at the cemetery, or anywhere near Meemaw. She hates those things. At the cemetery? I've not heard that. Yeah, I hadn't heard that either. Cemeteries, uh, I... This is... Uh, sorry, this uh, could sound like serial killer shit in retrospect. Um, I did take a girl on a first date to a cemetery one time. Because it was in October, and it was around Halloween, and it ruled. It was a really good place for a walk, because the scenery was like legitimately beautiful greenery and uh there was like nobody there and that was awesome um i remember this because i did take videos so i the ghost seemed fine you are so haunted right now (laughs) oh yeah probably uh i did tell you about how like shortly thereafter uh the cat at the townhouse we were living at like wouldn't stop staring down the stairs and he'd like never done that before or like at a specific like spot on the stair i don't know i don't know what was fucking happening i tried to lure him down the normal way with treats and he just like didn't come he was just staring like right past me at the wall behind me don't do that don't for anybody thinking i'm bullshitting for dramatic effect 
I swear to God, I swear up and down, I am not. Approximately one week after I went on my cemetery date, which was the first of a couple, I can admit that, um, the cat did start staring behind me from down the stairs. I also, because I went on a lot of, like, random dates around that time period because I was rebounding, I also made almost every single person I saw during that time frame watch Garth Marenghi's Dark Place with me as a trial by fire to see if they were a loser or not. (laughs) If they just didn't get it, if they didn't enjoy Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, we didn't have a second date. And that's because of you. That's because you introduced me to that good show. (laughs) You're welcome, Stevie. I'm glad I helped streamline the dating process for you. You have. You really have. Anyway... Uh, I don't know if the ghosts mind the cell phones. They might mind others. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so the next rule. Mm-hmm. Surely that stack of paper plates you just plopped down on the serving table aren't for takeout supper, prepared free of charge by your host. Surely not. Grow up. Get real. Paper plates are easier. It's saying that, like, if you're going to take, like, food to go. Uh, honestly, also, who gives a fuck if the host offers it or the host says you can't? Like, who can't? I don't know. when i'm hosting like we had a couple birthday parties this summer i begged people to take home food after because how are we gonna eat all that i don't know maybe it's just because we're a two-person household maybe it's different in big families also i feel like taking a plate with you is kind of common in the south maybe i'm wrong maybe it's just our family who's like a tiny bit country but like isn't that standard i don't know i thought it's because there's just always more food I'm starting to think that this isn't just Southern. This is, like, upper-crust Southern. Yeah, this is starting to feel like Southern families with plantation homes kind of shit. Like, this is very... I don't know. How to be a gracious host. Okay. When friends come over, children should let their guests choose the games and the snacks. It teaches consideration and courtesy. And the snack. I feel like normally the snacks are already there. I feel like I do offer people a choice of games if we're doing games. That makes sense. Well, this is for children specifically. So did our parents really do that? I don't think our parents really did that. Granted, I didn't. <sighs> Me and my friends always wanted to play the same games. And it was always yeah, the like, princess and the witch or um, the girl and the bully where we would take turns pretending to be victims. Honestly, I spent a lot of time over at my friend's houses because I didn't want to be at home. So, I mean. Also fair. My friend had a Wii. And so I was over there every chance I could get. They also had Club Penguin on the Nintendo DS, which was not as fun as the PC game. Yeah, one of my friends had a Sega Genesis. Ah, oh, that rules. So we played a lot of uh, a lot of Mortal Kombat with green blood. Wow, you would not have been allowed to do that at home. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. The, no, the green blood was on the, the, the Super Nintendo version. That's because, funny. Because of censoring rules that they had, they weren't going to show real blood, colored blood. <laughs> so on the Sega Genesis, it was red. But if you played on the SNES, it was green. Uh, I feel like Nintendo did market themselves more as like a family console or a family system. It was called Super Famico in or Super Famicon in Japan, right? I don't know. Well, I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure the Super Nintendo Entertainment System was Super Famicom, like family computer, literally. Sound off in the comments if Stevie got that one right. I'm pr- I'm almost certain I'm correct. Actually, don't even bother. <laughs> if I'm wrong, I don't want to hear it because I think that's a good fun fact. So, but it's not a fact if it's wrong. Then it's just fun. Then it's a story. <laughs> okay, there we go. So, uh, speaking of refreshments, well, yeah. we always offer some, even if they're simple. And we always take some, or at least offer to, whenever we attend a gathering, be it barbecue or funeral. See, now yeah. in this one, it's saying to take some. 
okay i think they mean take some while you're at the event i don't think they mean take it to go okay that makes sense that makes like take sense. it when offered yeah honestly i love having a little bevy to hold out at an event because i think i don't know what to do with my hands otherwise same here i definitely like to have a little bevy to focus on we just have social anxiety though this is true uh always send a thank you note not a text for a gift what year our was mother this published our mother made <sighs> me do thank you notes they sucked they sucked they sucked so bad they get and you know the person doesn't actually away. care they get thrown away I, I i i whenever my friends there were a couple times where my friends had to give me thank you notes for birthday presents I also did not give a fuck, not as a child, not as a teenager, because they always thank you at the time. Seeing their reaction, in my opinion, is is worth it, or hearing about it after the fact from them is yeah. lovely. I don't really expect somebody to write a fucking letter thanking me, because here's the thing. It's never going to be more than, like, three sentences, if that. Dear so-and-so, thank you for the coloring book. I really like the pictures inside it and I'm excited to use it on road trips. Thanks again. Love Stevie. It's like two sentences of substance, all of which could have been said in the span of 30 seconds to the person's face. Also, I don't want to do that. You always have to like describe it or say what you're intending to use it for. They know what you're going to use it for. That's why they got it for you. I don't know. I'm excited to use the crochet set so I can crochet with it. No shit. Come on. Parents, don't make your kids write thank you notes. Just teach them to say thank you. Like, teach them <laughs> how to say thank you genuinely. Like, that is really the main point there. Because otherwise, they're going to view expressing gratitude as, like, a chore. And that's not good either. This has been Stevie's Etiquette Corner. Yeah. Stevie's Etiquette Corner. Woo! I love when I get corners inside segments. My kids whole segments. I just get little spots to sit. <laughs> how to be a good guest. Mm, okay. It's considered bad form to ask for something to eat when you're the guest. You must wait to be offered food and drink, sometimes hope to be. This, unfortunately, still stands. Um, I, I, I do hate going to an event not knowing if there will be food or not. If it's not been explicitly stated, usually I will just have a snack beforehand so I know I'll be tidied over until I get home. I also feel like honestly maybe it is just my demographic i feel like college kids usually have like chips or something you know what i mean um yeah but yeah i I feel like it is still considered kind of rude to like ask for food at someone's house which makes sense should i cost them money but if it's like a beverage i feel like that doesn't count as much do you know what i mean no there is that that thought of like economy whenever you're you're a college student think about the cost of things yeah like i don't take offense when a guest asks me for something to drink because that seems reasonable like even if it's just like water or something you know like i don't care but food it's like ah, I, I have like two lean cuisines in the freezer does that sound good <laughs> no it probably doesn't the chicken alfredo was mid so uh always see your guests to the door when they leave i still do that i feel yeah i, I do don't just want to i don't just want to send them off you know yeah how to speak politely. Always say please and thank you. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty good... Yeah. Always say yes instead of yeah or yep. Okay. And if you're speaking to someone who prefers it, add a ma'am or sir. 
Okay, again, this is supposed to be for the South, so if you're talking to, like, your older relatives or whatever who are kind of up their ass about it, sure. I feel like yes, ma'am, and yes, sir are, like, very valued by older Southerners. But if I'm with my friends, it's always hell yeah. <laughs> you know? It's always fuck yeah, because we're always stoked at Stevie's house. So, like, I, I don't know. Maybe just a bad Southern host. Probably. Probably. <laughs> How to show respect to others. Mm-hmm. Everybody holds the door open for whomever is approaching from behind you. Yeah, I feel like that's nice. But here's the thing. Sometimes you'll do that and the person walks up slowly. Ugh, that is the worst. You do have to kind of gauge it. Like, what's the acceptable cutoff distance for when I'm no longer obligated to hold the door open for someone? I'd say like 50 feet. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'd probably say less. I'm also not great at gauging distance so i'm imagining my friend john who's six feet laying down on the ground many times over two johns yeah i'll hold it for you three johns that's like 24 feet i'm probably not gonna wait for you i'll i'll do that thing where like as you're walking away you kind of you kind of bounce it you know you like push it open a little further so it'll close slower for them yeah i'm not gonna stand there and wait for you three johns 24 feet Everybody should stand when an elder enters the room or is being seated. No, the fuck I'm not. No. No, the fuck I'm not. This Again, I'm pretty sure this is like upper class Southern family shit, not... I feel like even... I don't know. I, maybe I just don't know any proper rich Southerners. I, I, I don't think I've seen this anywhere IRL outside of like movies. And even then... That's like 1960s shit. Like, I, I really do not see that going further. I don't know. Never let on that you've heard Papa tell that story before. Yeah, and if they're, like, old, I guess that makes sense. I have a lot of friends with ADHD, including you. And so all of us forget if we've told stories before. But what I like to do, instead of being like, oh, you told me before, I love to go, oh, I remember that, but go on, because I want to hear it again. And I like that. Or like, with Shiloh, it's like, oh, I, I think I remember you talking about this. What was it? And, and so it's like, okay, well, they don't feel silly, but they also know they've said it before, you know? But I don't feel like an old person would get it. No, probably not. Uh, the last section, which is actually the biggest section, with the most demands, mm. how to behave in church. Ugh, okay. Let's see how many of these we followed way back when. Eyes forward. No yeah. running. Okay, I mean... No talking. I guess that's a given. No loud whispering. You can do quiet whispering, though. No looking like you want to say something. Fair. Also, I... sidebar, sidebar. Sidebar. Uh, 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 the eyes forward, it was... Uh, it was also, like, popular for people in our church, maybe it was just, like, in the youth group, to, like, take notes or whatever in your journal, but also it was really easy to look like you were taking notes in your journal while doodling in the margins or writing notes to your friends, and that rocked. But I feel like even some of the older people in the church sometimes would take notes in their journals. So if you had a journal, that was fine. Not if you had a phone, though. That's bad form. That's considered rude. Eyes closed and head bowed during prayer. Yeah, that's pretty standard. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I almost never did that. I looked around, and I saw other people looking around, too. And it's one did of those really? things... Oh, yeah. So it's one of those things where you're like, ha-ha, neither of us can wrap the other one out. Why were your eyes open during prayer? That's, like, the thing... That is so fucking funny. That's really funny. You were literally checking to see who wasn't? No, I was just looking around. That is so fucking funny. <laughs> 
I got yeah. bored with my eyes closed. I mean, I kind of liked it as a little little dozy moment because it was always Sunday mornings. You're always fucking tired. Uh, let's see. No bellowing during the song service. Bellowing? Like no getting into it? I guess. He just sing at whatever volume feels appropriate for you. Although our church, by the later time, did like pr- like loud music pretty much. So like you couldn't really hear anybody individually. You know? No turning to see who's behind you. When? Because during That's service, just- yeah. Before service though, that can be like if you're if you're just looking around or if you're looking to see if somebody who usually sits behind you is there so you can chat. I don't think that's rude to look around the sanctuary before you start. No kicking the pew in front of you. Okay, yeah, don't do that. Don't be a shithead. No fidgeting. That's that's hell. That is that's hell for a neurodivergent child. Horrid. No taking off your Sunday shoes. Ugh. Even if you're a kid and it hurts, sad. No pointing. Pointing? Don't point at shit while you're in the service. Yeah, I mean, I guess don't be, like, distracting while the service is going on. And no rummaging in mama's purse. I mean, she's getting you a tissue, like, whatever. But I guess unprompted, yeah. Just generally don't do anything, like, super distracting, and you'll escape unscathed. I love how unscathed is the measure by which we escape from church. It is. That doesn't speak to religious trauma. <laughs> you know. <laughs> God. The the my most treasured memories of church were when I was not doing church things and it was when I was just hanging out with my friends, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I want to move on from there. Mhm. Now that we've done our do's and don'ts in our etiquette segment. Mhm. I've learned a lot. Well, you know who uh wouldn't would have acted up in church? Mhm. See, I got another segue. Uh. Okay. 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 Is Apophis. OMG, this sounds familiar. Also known as a pep. Is this a demon? Nope. This is a god. Oh. So, quit your fidgeting. I'm going to take you to church. Shit. Shit. (laughs) So, a pep was the ancient Egyptian spirit of evil, darkness, and destruction. I like that this is a malevolent god. That's fun. As the arch enemy of the sun god Ra, he was a malevolent force who could never be entirely vanquished. That's crazy. Every night as the sun traveled through the underworld, or across the sky, his roar would fill the air and he would launch his attack. That's fucked up, man. So a pep every, every, every day. Every night. You see... Every, every night, rather, he sees Ra go by on his chariot. He's like, nope, fuck that guy. And attacks him. That is crazy. Like, they're just duking it out. I guess Ra is losing literally every night in that case. Although he was believed to have existed since primeval times, Apep is not mentioned by name until the Middle Kingdom. Interesting. It is possible that he was born out of the chaos and uncertainty brought about by the end of the Old Kingdom. However, Mm. some experts have questioned whether the first intermediate period was actually a dark age, and it is also possible that depictions of large serpents and pre-dynastic pottery may relate to him. Oh, interesting. So not sure if he actually started developing earlier or if it was caused by, like, a political climate. That's very fascinating. There are a number of serpent gods or demons who appear in early texts, such as the pyramid texts, as representatives of evil or chaos. Hmm. Interesting. All this predates Christianity, by the way. 
Love. However, the mythology surrounding him largely developed during the New Kingdom and funerary texts such as the Duat or Amduat. During the Roman period, he was sometimes referred to as he who was spat out. He was spat out of what? That rules. That and speaks consi- to a fascinating backstory. And considered to have been born of the saliva of the goddess Neith. What? What, what is her deal? Uh, her deal? Yeah, like, what's her deal? Like, if she, if what she spat out became the god of evil, I would like to know what her deal is. Uh, we will talk about her later. She's got a whole bunch of stuff. Ooh. But in short, she was an ancient goddess of war and weaving. Oh, I guess it makes sense. War, spat out, evil. Yeah. According to one myth, a pep would hypnotize the sun god and all of his followers, except Set, who would repel the serpent by piercing his side with a great spear. Damn. In some texts, a pep would trap the boat of Ra in his massive coils, referred to as sandbanks, or cause the, the waters of the underworld to flood to overwhelm him. Whoa. In other texts, a pep would, was equated with Set, who was, after all, a god of chaos, mm. and an army of major and minor gods and goddesses, including Isis, Nith, Sarket, Geb, Aker, and the followers of Horus, and other unnamed gods in the form of monkeys, would defend him. That is fascinating that the only one who was able to repel the god of, like, evil was the god of chaos. That is fascinating to me. Well, a pep is also a god of chaos, just like chaotic evil. You're right, a pep was also chaos. Do you think this is chaotic good versus chaotic evil? I don't know a lot about Set's intentions. I don't either, but we can talk about Set later. Okay, okay. I'm intrigued. Uh, But anyway, the dead themselves, sometimes in the form of the sun god Shu, could also fight a pep. To help Whoa. maintain order. Imagine getting your ass beat by a bunch of ghosts. A pep would swallow the sun god, but they would cut a hole in the belly of the snake to allow the sun god to escape. If they what? failed, the world would be plunged into darkness. Oh, shit. So a snake was a pep. Just totally swallowed the sun god. Yes. That's crazy. That's how they used to explain eclipses. <gasps> that is fascinating. I enjoy that a lot. Damn, so this means that they didn't always know that the sun was going to come back. They're like, yeah. we got we to gotta wait this thing out and see if the gods win. That's terrifying. That had to seem like a world-ending event. Wow. That's why they were seen as, like, bad omens. That makes sense to me. Yeah, that seems pretty bad. <laughs> uh, like Set, Apep was also associated with various frightening natural events, such as the unexplained darkness caused by solar eclipses, yep, yep, storms, yep. and earthquakes. Mmm... Again, if you don't have any knowledge of science... That seems pretty fucking bad when it happens. All of a sudden, you don't have anyone to forecast when storms are going to hit. Yeah. So you're just minding your own business, and all of a sudden, storms happen. And earthquakes. Jesus. Literally feels like the, the ground is, like, rebelling against you. God. They were both linked to the northern sky, a place that the Egyptians considered to be cold, dark, and dangerous. Mmm. And they were both at times associated with Taroret, the demon goddess. Mm-hmm. However, unlike Set, he was always a force for evil and could not be reasoned with. So Set, you could reason with. Hmm. But you can't reason with a pep. Interesting. So Good chaotic. faith debate versus bad faith debate. <laughs> yeah, really. A pep was often depicted as a huge serpent with tightly compressed coils to emphasize his huge size. Yeah. In funerary texts... He is usually shown in the process of being dismembered in various ways. 
fun. Only time they ever put up your picture is to show you getting chopped up into tiny little pieces. You know what? I try to swallow the sun too. If that was everybody's uh... impression of you, yeah. yeah. In a detailed depiction in the tomb of Ramses the Sixth, twelve heads are painted above the head of the snake, representing the souls he has swallowed, who are briefly freed when his body is destroyed. Briefly. Only to be imprisoned again the following night. In an alternative depiction inscribed in a number of tombs of private individuals, Hathor or Ra is transformed into a cat who slices the huge serpent with a knife. A cat armed with a knife. Cat with a knife. So the god can't hold the knife. The cat's got to take the knife. <laughs> that rocks. That rules. Although I guess it does make sense because cats were like used in that time to like repel vermin and they were considered like allies basically. Yeah. That makes sense. I guess if there's like, I don't know, snakes in your fields, cats would be pretty useful for killing those. That makes sense, I guess, given what each would symbolize in this case. Huh. A pep was also represented by a circular ball, the evil eye of a pep, being mm. struck by the pharaoh in numerous temple scenes. Oh. They love drawing this guy getting beat up. I'm just seeing picture after picture of various depictions. This one is a hieroglyphic, which looks like a bunch of swords sticking out of a pep. That's awesome. If, if, sorry, if on, if, like, Christians did this, like, the equivalent would just be, like, shooting a bunch of guns at Satan and putting that on your graveyard, or, like, on your, on your gravestone, that rocks. It's literally, like, fuck evil, fuck darkness, that's metal as hell, that's great. Also, regarding it as something to, like, actively combat and not just defend again, against... I also enjoy that, I feel, as a reflection of ideals. A pep was known by many epithets, such as the evil lizard, the encircler of the world, the enemy, and the serpent of rebirth. Serpent of rebirth? He was not worshipped, he was feared, but was possibly the only god, other than the Aten during the Armana period, who were considered to be all-powerful. Mm. He did not require any nourishment and could never be completely destroyed, only temporarily defeated. Damn. A pep led an army of demons that preyed on the living and the dead. To defeat this malevolent force, a ritual known as the Banishing Apep was conducted annually by the priests of Ra. Hmm. An effigy of Apep was taken to the temple and imbued with all the evil of the land. The effigy was then beaten, crushed, smeared with mud, and burned. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Other rituals involved the creation of a wax model of the serpent, which was ritually dismembered, and the burning of papyrus bearing the image of a snake. Damn. That's awesome. The Book of Apophis is a collection of magical spells from the New Kingdom, which were supposed to repel or contain the evil of the serpent. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, that's pretty much a pep. That is awesome. Once a year, they're like, okay, well, if we don't go beat up uh, a statue of the guy, well, he's going to bring some demons, so uh, we're getting down to the wire. Can Have somebody go make that wax statue so we can dismember it. That's awesome. That's great. Here, paint a picture of him real quick on this papyrus so we can burn it. Yeah. That's great. I do really enjoy the symbolism of this. And also that being regarded, like, nightly? Every night? Is when he's out and about? Beating up the sun god? Man, you gotta do this shit every night. Can you imagine how terrifying it would be to go to bed every night and not know if the sun was gonna rise? 
just gotta hope Ra does his thing. And it seems that the knight has a distinct a, a, a distinct advantage in terms of literally being unkillable and only being temporarily swayed. Uh, obviously represented by the fact that he'll be back the next night without fail. Man. Ra's got a lot of other shit to deal with. Has to deal with this guy on top of it all. I feel like this guy's pretty much the thing Ra's got to deal with. The main... The main issue I mean, on his plate as far as we know yeah um am i perceiving him incorrect uh, is he okay i'm probably perceiving him in in terms of like other pantheons is he like the king of gods or is he like just the sun god he's the sun god okay he like just has that one thing gotcha um yeah then maybe this is his thing <laughs> maybe that is his job imagine if your job every day without fail <laughs> was to was set to out fight a guy uh set out across the interstate while all the other cars around you act like it's gta <laughs> and your goal is to get to the exit every single day and the gta cars are always going to be back like there's always going to be one hounding hey, you that's just that's just driving on i-75 regular florida interstate yeah it's regular interstate stuff lord I haven't driven on the interstate in so long that it's become very, very, very frightening for me. I'm sorry. It's not all that hard, but it's more the prospect that scares me above all else. No, I feel you. My anxiety gets worked up, too, and I'm going to have to drive on the interstate in a few months. For what? Uh, traveling down to see Andre's family. That's nice. But the interstate... Every so often I'll remember that me and Shiloh both had to drive, like, all the way to Orlando for my top surgery, and they drove me all the way back... And they, like, actively fear driving. Like, they have, like, an anxiety issue around driving. Um, and they've gotten, like, really, really good with it the past year or so. They were not at the time, though. And they still drove literally across the state to get me home after top surgery. And that is angelic. That is that is the, the kindest thing I think anyone has ever done for me. And occasionally we'll just, like, marvel at that. Like, they'll go... It, like dead silent doing something else watching game of thrones they'll go i can't believe i drove across florida to get you back home and i'm like bitch i can't believe you did that either that was crazy that was awesome that ruled hey thanks again by the way <laughs> that's cute it is cute it was really nice of them to do that and i was zonked i was zonked the whole time because i had major percocet <laughs> i had a major major percocet in me i think we have enough for an episode i feel i feel comfortable with the episode i think i got sunburnt shoulders from doing the lawn yesterday probably that's why my hot shower hurt man i can't win that's why i wear long sleeves and shit whenever i do the lawn i wore jeans but (sighs) long sleeves is probably smart but god it's so hot how do you not get heat stroke i have to take frequent breaks i hate this state i hate this state so bad it sucks so bad Ugh. Sorry. Just no, got off Florida. Of it is what it is. What are we supposed to do? You know? Yeah. So anyway, my energy just completely crashed. Mine did literally the exact same time as you. I felt it from you and Why? you at the same time. I do not know. Why is that happening? Like, we need to... I don't know. Do we need to listen to Pump Up the Jams more? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is it the time of day? I don't know. I, I normally get the mid-afternoon blues, but we're still early afternoon. I don't feel particularly bluesy, just sleepy. 
Is it because my house is hot? Maybe? I don't know. That's probably because your house is hot. Meanwhile, my, my air conditioning fuck. is in the background of this recording and has been struggling this entire time. I hope I, it doesn't die on me anytime soon. I haven't heard it, but Discord also does like sound cancellation with bad noises. So, I don't know. Is it like a, 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 a window fan, like box fan thing? It's a window unit, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I don't see that having very long. Do they even make window units anymore? I feel like that's so... They no, they do. They, they've got to. Yeah, yeah, they do. You should probably plan to replace it soon, because it's going to be worse if you have to go without it for a while. Yeah, it's just... It's built into the wall. Ah, uh, uh. <laughs> So that's got to be a whole production, getting it out of the wall and getting a new one put in, and I've got to figure out who could do that for me, because I sure yeah. as fuck can't. I guess you have to call someone, but like... Who would you who? call? I, I guess just see if AC, like, repair people do install. I have no clue. I have no clue. You could see if there's someone on TaskRabbit who can do it. Mm. Yeah, so not looking forward to dealing with that. Sorry. Yeah. But anyway, I think we have enough for an episode. Yeah. If this is so, Patreon, then they don't need to know where we are. But I do stream on Twitch, and you should come. Extending the invite kindly. Oh, uh, Stevie underscore B is the username over there, by the way. Yeah, well, I'm just going to say thank you for being here. Uh, we for being here. We appreciate your continued support of our little dog and pony show. <laughs> I always call it a dog and pony show, and I can't remember who's the dog and who's the pony. I'm the dog, obviously. Oh, I guess You're makes a little sense. Shetland pony. Oh, that's a, that. Yeah, I'm a little pony. <laughs> Thanks of for being that, here. Thanks, patrons. Thank you for being here. We are fighting through all of a sudden having low energy, which is it's like I guess everything just. The magic of the Mortal Kombat theme song wore off uh, at the same time for us, which is at kind a, of sad. At a wildly in sync moment. <laughs> Never had that happen before. Yeah. But anyway, well, we would like to thank our $10 patrons for supporting us. They would be Louis Meekle, Rose, P. Wilbo, and Cassidy Johnson. Yay! You had the list up already. Good work. Yeah, I was actually pulling it up while I was talking. Oh, good job. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we're really grateful that you're here um i don't think there's anything else to the episode nothing left to say nothing left to say because again we crashed extremely hard <laughs> not sure why <laughs> strangest damn thing <laughs> but yeah i guess we'll, we'll uh we will see you guys later and nothing left to say but bye, bye.